Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Let's get underway. Saturdays were made for this. The biggest names and the biggest games right here. Triple M rocks the NRL. Thanks to our mates at King G. Welcome to the Triple M Saturday Scrub. Yeah, final stretch. Tony Squires, Mark Guy, Ryan Girdler, Brent Reed with you. Uh, just recapping, Ty Power Scoreboard tells me that Manly 42 have defeated and eliminated the Sydney Roosters 6. Season over. A terrific job, though, by the Roosters under very, very difficult circumstances. Manly are now alive and well and head to Suncorp Stadium next Friday night where they'll meet the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Tonight it's Parramatta and the Panthers. Melbourne lie in wait Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock kickoff again at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, right now, though, it is a little time for this. Brent Reid, we spoke uh, briefly uh, about Queensland and their coach, Mm. well, what we think will be the coach in Billy Slater. What about in the Blues dressing rooms? Has there been a bit of change in terms of the assistant coach idea? Well, I'm getting a bit loose here, Tone. It's not really my style, but I'm getting a bit loose. I'm going to freewheel it a bit. Paul Paul McGregor is obviously back in the coaching coaching team in New South Wales. Brad Fittler, uh, what we got announced this week, is an assistant to Brad Fittler for next year's series. Mary, who's... Uh, great fellow, Mary, been a really good coach at St. George before, before he parted ways with them. So great addition for the for the Blues. But the whisper doing the rounds leading up to it was that Cam, Cameron Sorrello was a the guy they wanted. Mm. Um, you know, I think I wrote about my column about a month ago that uh, the Blues were looking at Cameron Sorrello as potentially an assistant coach. Now, that hasn't happened. Mm. It's intriguing given the current climate um, with Cameron Sorrello talked that um, Are you, you know, joining the dots? I'm, well, I'm joining some imaginative dots. <laughs> yeah. I'm so what I'm saying is that potentially, uh, um, I'm, I'm not sure, sure whether they ultimately offered Cameron Sorrello that job, but I wonder whether um, that decision was made in part because Cameron Sorrello wants to become a head coach uh, no. um, as soon as he can. And so is his situation really that he's put off making a decision until Penrith Finish yes. in the finals, yeah? Yeah, that's that's the, the message that everyone's been given, that he doesn't want to um, have a distraction there while Penrith are playing finals footy and um, he won't make a call on what he wants to do until after, um, and if there's an option there for him, obviously, until after their season's over. Now, um, the other intriguing part is w- with the Tigers, we're expecting something really soon on, on their uh, coaching future. They've The board's got the, the review. They've got some recommendations, or at least they're expected to get some recommendations um, late this week. So I would imagine they've got them by now. Uh, I'd imagine there'll be a full board, board meeting imminently, um, potentially over the weekend, um, and then we'll know further further um, what the decisions on Michael Maguire. Uh, look, without wanting to, you know, blow coal or, you know, dirt on your little fire yeah, that you're yeah, trying to start for him, yeah. uh, why couldn't, if you're talking about Cameron Serraldo needing to wait, you know, whether he's going to, you know, the mm. Tigers. Why couldn't Freddie have waited? He's got no rush in appointing whoever is his assistant mm. until, you know, he could have waited until after that, that yeah, decision. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought of that, Tone. Yeah, that's a good point, though. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was just joining some imaginary dots. Yeah, your dots are, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your dots are anyway, it's great bowlers. to have Mary back because he's a great fella, Mike, Paul, Paul McGregor. Great well, it's fella. Interesting, really it's interesting, coach. isn't it, with Cam Serraldo? We spoke about him last week and mm. we asked the question, you know, and I thought maybe the, the same, along the same lines, that he might wait, and because he's the next man in waiting. He's mm. 
He's got all the credentials that uh, Craig Fitzgibbon has, and everyone speaks about him in glowing terms, the way we all speak about Craig Fitzgibbon. And look, but the, the, the thing is that the clock's ticking. Um, if you want a, a club to present itself like coaching-wise, it, it may not eventuate until three or four years down the track. We always, always say that it's a very volatile game and this coaching job's up. But the, the cold hard facts are that if you want to be a first-grade coach, you, you've got to take an opportunity to present itself. And if Cam Serrato wants to be a first-grade coach, well, why not the Tigers? I would say mm. um, at the moment, patience may bring a reward. Because you look at the start of next the coach is under pressure at the start of next season. There's mm-hmm. a heap of them. You know, Trent Barrett's going to be under pressure. Um, Kevy's going to be under pressure. Um, you know, Madge, whatever happens to the Tigers, you know, Madge Todd might Payton. be under pressure if he keeps his job. Toddy Payton, Nathan Brown, um, maybe Brad, Arthur. You know, all those guys are going to be under, maybe under some form of pressure. I, I imagine, you know, this stuff's cyclical, right? When it, when it, when one coach tends to go, you tend to have a handful go. That's the yeah, way it's yeah. been in recent yep. seasons. So, you know, if he holds, if he doesn't, you know, if he yeah, decides but if he, he doesn't. Sit, but if he sits in his position as an mm. assistant coach, well, then he can't leave early on in the season or mid-season. You don't see that happen. So no. he might, if he if he's thinking that way, he might need to, you know, extract himself from the Penrith situation and just wait in the wings. Otherwise, he's not going to do the wrong thing by Penrith, who no. has given him a great opportunity as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, Tigers might be something that, that he would look at. He's obviously, they've got a little bit of money to spend, really. Mm. We spoke about that a couple of weeks ago. They've got yeah. some um, – I think the main thing with, with Cam is he's been in a few different systems where he's built some pretty strong relationships with some key players and he's got a good reputation in the industry, which really helps with recruitment and building a roster. Yeah. Mm. Is, is the Paul McGregor thing almost the flip side of that? Is he wanting to get back into just – Coaching at all with the light at some point it could lead again yeah. to an NRL gig. Yeah, I think he's missed it, Mary. I actually bumped into him at State of Origin up in um, Townsville. I don't know whether you guys bumped into him as well. He was floating around the streets. <laughs> he was up on a corporate gig, Mary. So oh. he looked really relaxed, really comfortable, actually. And you know, being out of coaching, I think things allowed him to relax a bit. But you know, he's a competitive bloke, Mary. That's yeah. just the sort he of guy to get back he is. In at he some wants point, to get back he? in and have the juices flowing again. So and it goes back to that thing too, where Queenslander sort of going through that process at the moment is, you know, do you need, with someone that's not an, a current NRL coach, do you need someone that's been in that system for a while just to bring the nuances yeah. and, you know, because yeah. the game continually changes and that's the big thing about Billy at the moment, isn't it? Who do they put around Billy potentially that's actually been in an NRL system of late? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Jeez, it's a tough business, isn't it, coaching? Mm. I said it before, it is like animals on the savannah. Very few of them die of old age. There was always something come to get them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like except, the wild farm breeds. <laughs> except like the elephants, like uh, yeah. Wayne. Lies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, Ethan Bullimore? What's the latest mm. source of scoop? Look, a great mate, Dobbo, actually yeah. broke this news a few weeks ago now that um, Ethan Bullimore had been given permission to leave the Broncos. Uh, and explore his options in the NRL at that time. Uh, Dobber suggested he was manly bound. Look, I expect he's now officially got that release from Brisbane. He got it last week, <coughs> or this week, sorry. And I expect he'll announce a deal with Manly as early as next week, Ethan Bullimore. And, you know, it also has ramifications for a guy like Marty Tapao. Marty Tapao's been given permission to explore the market. He's got a year left in his deal, Marty. Uh, I know his agent's looking around for him at the moment, trying to find a club that might be interested in giving him, him a long-term deal. And I imagine Manly would let him go if that was the case. Certainly now that Bullimore's arriving, uh, there's more front row depth there and Manly won't stand in, in Marty's way if he can find a long-term deal elsewhere. All right. And uh, gone from the Gold Coast, the Peach. Yeah. Look, he's a really interesting situation, yeah. Tyrone Peach, because they obviously, obviously announced he, he was gone this week. Uh, look, I mean, he's another guy who's looking around the NRL 
at the moment for an opportunity. I mean, he's been offered to Canberra. He's been offered to the West Tigers. I think both those clubs are monitoring the situation. I think at the moment his asking price is a bit exorbitant. And I think I think they're looking at, you know, he's asking for something around three years, $1.2 million, 400 a year. I think the clubs are reluctant to pay him that. Um, and it'll probably depend on whether he, he drops his asking price to where, as to where he lands and who's willing to uh, shell out anywhere near that amount of money for Tyrone Peachy. So I'm sure something you've done the next few weeks with him. He's a good player, but uh, he's probably not going to get what he's looking for. He's good because he is creative, but he also can mm. play well above his weight, can't he? He can be a tough in the He's a competitor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. And I, yeah, I, I thought that Canberra may be speaking to him. Then I heard the Broncos mm. may be speaking to him. So... I, yeah, I don't I think you put a line for the Broncos, MG. That yeah. won't be happening. Check okay. that on Friday, yeah. What about Billy Kickow? What's the latest with him? <laughs> well, again, this is why we're going to wait till the end of the season. I mean, Pete Bedell's done a story today with his mm. agent basically saying, you know, he wants 800 plus for him. Um, and if that's the case... Well, he said uh, if he goes to market, it could be a million-dollar kind of guy. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's... You know, I think, mm. what, like, for example, the Cowboys are one of the clubs that are really interested in Billy Army Kickow. But they, I, I'd be stunned if the Cowboys went beyond, beyond $800,000 a year for, for Billy Kickow. If he wants a million, he's probably going to have to go to Rugby Union. His agent, George Christodoulou, has got connections in rugby because um, he managed Sammy. Uh, Sammy. Yeah, got him to French rugby. So Billy's, Billy's Kickow's looking for that sort of money. He won't be in the NRL, I imagine. I don't mm. think anyone will pay him a million dollars. But certainly, he's in the 800-plus category. But... Uh, isn't that ballpark still Penrith, or can they not afford even that? Well, it depends. they've got a few balls in the air. They've got Dylan Edwards to re-sign up in Coruscant. They've re-done Moses Leota. Um, I suspect, you know, they've got some kids coming through. MG um, Tago, I think it is, who's a good kid. Gaia. Isaac Tago, oh, great player. Maverick Gaia. <laughs> they've re-signed. Maverick Gaia, Maverick they've yeah. kept. So I suspect Penrith, they're almost putting their hands up and saying, really, if we want to evolve this team. Yeah, they can't spend that sort of money. We can't spend that sort of money on Billy Kickow. No. All right, uh, another brilliant addition. Uh, thank you so much, Reedy. Next, believe it or not. Brent Reed, uh, you have some late-breaking news uh, on on a haircut that could have happened. It hasn't, Des. Yeah, someone just sent a meme round. Mm. Is that what they call memes? Yeah, there are, there well, are memes. Well, memes. are obviously not in lockdown, so Des could actually go and get a haircut if he wanted <laughs> one. He's just choosing not to. He chooses, to, he chooses to have that hair. Unbelievable. Stunning Speak, developments. Mm, it's rocking of, the foundations of rugby league as we speak. Time. Speaking of unbelievable, time for this. Believe it or not. Segway. Segway Sam over here. Awesome. That's so good. My work here is done. All right. <laughs> Believe it or not. Mm. Uh, how are you going, Gerds? You're getting a bit nervous, a bit toey about tonight in Penrith? Not yet. No. I haven't been thinking about it yet, Tony. We'll look. I've got to, I got to do the call tonight with, uh, with Dell, so mm-hmm. it's going to be... Um, very impartial. Uh, you, you, you're going to be impartial. Very, very, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the best of my ability. Believe it or not, the Roosters, who, as we know, uh, were rolled last night by Manly, the Roosters will contend again in 2022, Gerds. Oh, Tony, Tedesco, Radley, Kiri, Manu, mm. um, Takiaho, Crichton. Collins. Hargreaves, I mean, they're going to be right back where the you know next year uh, when the whips are cracking, and then you you get the influence of young guys like Walker and and young Egan and uh, Butcher and that, that that have been coming through this year. They're going yep. to be good. Yeah, it is kind of stating the, stating the bleeding obvious. What do you what do you think, Reedy? Uh, I believe it. I think they start next year as premiership favourites. What? What? Yes. What? Yeah. No, I think so. Yeah. Throw in Kiri comes back. Walker's better player. Suwali's a better player. They're my favourites 
at the start of next season. Wow. Okay. There you go. Three, three weeks from the Premiership. You should, we should get Tommy rolled. on the line because you, you, you might get over $10 for something like that. Oh, you don't get over $10. Is that all? Should yeah. be more than that. Are you sure? Think so? yeah. oh, maybe I'll give you 15 Okay. All right. <laughs> I like it. I like that's a yeah. brave call and something that will be brought back to hurt you later. <laughs> no, uh, need a hooker, though. Oh, Veryl's yes. guys are all right. Yeah, guys are all right. Sorry, I take that back. Sorry, Sam. Yeah. Bloody hell, they do. They, they, I, I don't know about winning the thing, but they'll be in the top four. I think they've, the troops will be back. They'll be smarting. All these young kids who have tasted first grade this year, all nine of them, um, will be better for the run. And uh, everything the boys said about Sam Walker um, and young Egan Butcher, I, I, I love the way he plays. Um, yeah, I... I Roosters will be there. Okay. All right, this, believe it or not, we did speak about Cameron Serraldo in Reedy's mail, just about how good he potentially is. The question is, believe it or not, Cameron Serraldo should not take the Tigers' job if it's offered to him. (laughs) Is it a poison chalice? He shall not take the Tigers' job if offered to him, MG. Uh, I don't believe it. I think if it's offered to him, he should take it. It's a first-grade gig, and he's he's a coach. That's... Coaches want to play coach first grade, no matter what the circumstances. I think a coach has as, as much trust in themselves about turning uh, the fortunes around of a club than anybody. So I think if it's offered to him, he should take it. Okay. Good. Yeah, gee, it's going to be a big decision, isn't it? Um, but you, you're, not, you're, not, you're never going to get handed over um, an organisation that's travelling well because then why would they get rid of their, there you go. their current yeah. coach? So, um, yeah, I believe that he's probably been in the industry long enough now to have, as I said before, built some relationships. They've got a little bit of money to spend and as long as he can bring the people that he feels he needs to bring uh, and, and, you know, get total autonomy over the way that that's, that part of the club is, uh, is run, I think he should do it. Yeah, I don't believe it. I think he should take the job. Um, that's right, isn't it? It's a yep. double negative. Yep, it is, yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Because uh, I actually, <laughs> I don't think that job's as bad, bad as everyone makes it out. I actually think, I don't think they're in a bad position. They've got some good kids. Laurie, um, you know, Dewey's not that old. Vito Kamano. Uh, yeah, him. Stefano. You think of all the coaches, yeah, you, you Stefano, all the coaches yeah. out there who, and there's only 16 spots. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And so the other thing. You, you know, blokes would, what blokes would do anything to get a first grade spot. I know Fitzgibbons mm. was in a kind of a unique situation because, mm. Um, he was off of the Dragons one, he, and he didn't go there. But then he, I think he had an inkling that the, the Sharks one would be offered to him. So, But I don't think too many other coaches can be as picky. Well, the other thing with the Tigers is they've got $1.6 million of salary cap space for next season. So you can make some immediate adjustments. You know, if you want to get Tarek Sims mm. or um, Adam Elliott or... Or just take over three or four other Penrith players like exactly. Baz did. You know, just <laughs> keep money for rape and pillage. You, know, you can do the that. The juniors so coming through the system. I actually don't mind. I think they're in a pretty good position, the Tigers. I'd be jumping at it. Just just a sidebar, mm. uh, what is the latest uh, Madge Maguire? You think in your gut that he's not going to get dumped. I don't There was think a board so. meeting on Tuesday, I understand. So when is the decision likely to be? Uh, well, they were waiting on some recommendations, um, and the board was expected to get them I- imminently. So I imagine something will be right. pretty quick. And Cameron Serraldo wants to wait until Penrith are no longer yeah. there if he, if he indeed is the man they're looking for. All right, believe it or not, if the Panthers lose tonight, oh, this is nasty. Mm. Believe it or not, if the Panthers lose tonight, they can be classified, Brent Reed, as chokers. <sighs> Come on. I, I, You're the man. I, I, I believe it, yeah. <laughs> I believe it. You have, you have to believe it because we're not going to. <laughs> no, I know. You just dumped me in there. Thanks for that. No, I mean, you know, uh, two years in a row, they lost a grand final last year where they failed to seize the moment. They froze a bit and they froze. I thought they froze the other night. And if they lose tonight, well, going out in straight sets, what else can you say? Yeah, I, I kind of, it's going to start carrying some weight, Tony. I, I'm, I'm with you, Rudy. Um, 
Yeah, last last year's grand final, and then um, they were able to sort of get over that emotionally and have a really good regular season this year. But if they go out in straight sets, people will start, you know, putting that that tag to them. So they, it's a must win for them tonight in yep. so many different ways. Oh, no, I don't believe it. I, I think it's all about experience. They experienced the grand final for the first time last year. They've experienced seven players being in state of origin this year. The rigors that go along with that have got to be, you know. <sighs> treated with the way it's treated, with the respect that it was given. I, I think that if they, if they lose tonight against Parramatta, well, they'll rebuild and they'll be back next year. They, yeah. there's, they've got this the nucleus of a team that can be good for the next five to six years. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you look at the key players, they're all in their second or third year of, of the right. NRL as well. So they've got plenty of time, but I think it might add a little bit of weight to next year for them if they don't get the job done tonight. On the same path, I thought it was a bit to say that uh, Ivan Cleary was in danger of being the next Brian Smith as a coach. As a kind of a, an insult, I find it a little bit strange. I mean, Brian Smith, he achieved a lot. Sure, he's, you know, the long number of games to not winning a premiership was is the biggest, all of those things. But... You know, the Dragon side of 92, 93, mm-hmm. totally overachieved to get to those grand finals. Mm. That team totally overachieved through him. He, he did some great things, Brian. But you never won a comp, though, Tony. I mean, you, you can say he was a great coach, Brian, for a long time. But ultimately, are you not judged as a coach by winning premierships? I mean, premierships. And yeah. he never won one. And you know what? There are similarities there. I mean, Ivan's had 300-plus first-grade games now. He's second to Brian Smith in ter- terms of coaching games and not winning a premiership, you know, and, and Wayne Bennett, to, with all due respect to Brian, Wayne Bennett played Brian off a break for a long time, got in his head. Mm. And Ivan last week, Wayne got in his head. So there's some, so I can see this, I can see why this, the, the, the line was drawn between the two. Yep. I, Ivan can silence everyone by winning a comp. Yep. All right. Gee, do we dare go down this path? How, how long have we got? Um, believe it or not, the NRL judiciary needs a complete overhaul. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, well, I think we'll agree. I think, we'll, I think yeah. we all agree that That's it does. That's no uh, uh, more, so, more so the carryover points and stuff that needs to be sorted out. And I think Reedy made the point on here a few months ago that them little grade ones carryovers, with, which gets you, a, you know, another week on top of the – like, it's so murky. And so we've seen three shoulder charges last weekend. One of them was charged. Mm. Like, it's it, – Consistency is all we need. It's all we want. And I'm not being detrimental. I'm not saying anything negative about the guys who are doing it because I wouldn't be able to do it. It's a hard job. But surely there's an easier way. There's an easier way to, to, to do the process of the carryover points and the double demerits and all this. You know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be penalised for something you did seven months ago in, 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 in September. That shouldn't come back to bite you on the bum. It's, I, I agree. It's, the other thing, MG, that concerns me slightly, and I don't know how they change it, is the notion that if you go and contest your charge, then you're given, you're given extras. Now, that, extra, that, yeah. that doesn't seem to me to be no. justice. If you are this close, he's holding his finger and thumb very, very close together. Yep. If you're this close to getting off... And because you've gone there and you don't, you suddenly your penalty's doubled just because of, you know, basically they don't mm. want to go in there and do it. Mm. Yeah. They want to save time. It, it's wrong. Well, it's all um, it's compounding, right? Because because yeah. of that, lots of clubs don't fight charges because it's yeah. just too there's too much risk involved. And it's it's too onerous, right? But then at the end of the year, that comes back to haunt you because you've copped all these grade one penalty charges, yep. and the loading gets tossed on. So yep. it's a compounding issue where if, because of they dissuade you from fighting charges. At the end of the year, it actually comes back to haunt the the, the players and the clubs. Yep. All right, we've got, uh, we've got time to do the, the last one here, okay? Believe it or not, um, that's my team. 
And this is in light of we've just got the uh, entertainment, I think, for the AFL is going to be Birds of Tokyo and John Butler okay. and various things. And it made people think about, you Bot. know, the, the anthems, anthems, sporting anthems. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, That's My Team, which, of course, was What's My Scene from Huda Gurus, is the best r- rugby league anthem. A sports anthem. Right? There it is. Great song. Mm. Great band, Huda Gurus, but nowhere near as good as Tina Turner. Simply the best. Simply that was, the best. That, there we go. And Jimmy Barnes. Yeah. Wow. Excuse me, goosebumps. Oh, and the rest. good news is with what you're wearing, we can see all of those goosebumps. And I was in this uh, ad, so that's why I loved it. Oh, oh, I was on the beach with my Speedos. That's right. Because nice, I come nice. from Penrith, the sexy town, don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they both pale in comparison to Thomas Keneally's Blow That Whistle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he blowed that whistle. Oh, we got it so right. Who, didn't whose watch was that under? He's a fan too, probably not happy with him at the moment either. That? Gertz, whose watch was that under? I'm who's, not who's sure. The, was that Dave Gallup? Oh, was it Dave Moffat? Remember Dave Moffat? No, I don't oh. remember Dave Moffat. Wow. Who's Dave Moffat? I forget Dave Moffat, the Welsh, the Welsh wizard who oh. came in. Oh, uh, the Welsh wizard. Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Got, ben Smith? Remember we went to Englishman? the Tour de France one year and buzzed in a whole lot of postcards from, That's right. from France. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, um, oh, what do you cool. think? You've got. Uh, what do you believe? Oh. Do you believe that that's my team? Is is the one? Oh, I think simply the best, isn't it? That's mm. the most iconic Sim- one. Well, what you get is yeah. what you see. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. What you get is what, what you, you see. Get that's is a cracker. What you see. Yeah. What, what, Actually, what about, that's my favourite. You know, what you get is what you see. Okay. Yeah. What, what about Holy Grail? Oh, I mean, in that's terms, good too. Yeah. 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 Which which year was that? It wasn't there an official one. Oh, it wasn't an official one. Just as a sporting anthem. I'm just throwing it in there now. Okay, sure. Up there, because Ailey's got to be up there. there, That was an awesome one. Holy Grail was written about Napoleon's march into Russia in 1812, but still, it does fit (laughs) for for rugby league. And then just going away from uh, NRL completely or AFL. Uh, what and you you would love this being a football fan. There's little Liverpool fans who just (laughs) don't like it. No, it's brilliant. It's awesome. Unbelievable. Awesome. Uh, There it is. That's you, believe it or not, for another week on the Saturday Scrum. Great addition. Thank you. The Triple M Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy. It's the Saturday Scrum. Uh, thanks so much to King G as ever. King in the industry that continues to innovate strong, smart, iconic workwear, pushing the limit in technology and design so that you're set even in the most extreme conditions uh, like this studio and I'm wearing my King G as we speak. Time now for this. Over beer? Well, Canadian Club wants to stock your fridge. The next big thing. I'm excited because the next big thing, of course, is this Panthers-Eels game tonight, 7.50 yield here at all, uh, right here on Triple M. What do you like out of it? What is your next big thing, Mark Guy? My next big thing is my headline, which will be there on Sunday. Oh, okay. Mixing it up. Yeah, a little bit of mixing it up. Dog bound Panther slays the Eels. Matt Burton for Man of the Match is my next big thing. Dog bound Panther. Slays the eels. That's very good. Very good. All right. Yeah, okay. What yeah. have you got for your next big thing? I'm going to go with uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard. Reg up against his old team. I think he, it's going to be a titanic tussle up front, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to be revved up and ready to go. So I'm going to go with his 
clash against his old club, who are... You are st- talking in headlines, a titanic tussle. Yeah, they yeah. are still... Alliteration or die yeah. They are still paying part of his wages, actually. 200 grand, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so... Is that right? Yeah, they are, yeah. Okay. Him and Wonga Blake. Oh, okay. Very generous club. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the new, the, the old <laughs> Luai return. So I, I think Jerome going to, you know, put some of that um, that average form of late behind him tonight, comes out and rediscovers uh, the form that we've seen him provide uh, that team over the last two years. So L- L- Jerome gets Luai on the prize. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Wow. wow. I love it. You should be a headline writer. Yeah. Sub-editor, baby. Yeah, you could be. Well, you could, you, you could work on Reedy's story. He's had three hours. been working yeah. on the story. Yeah. Have you got I it think finished I'm done. yet? I think I'm Just done. Just pass yeah. it. I'll, I'll go through it and fix a few things up. Yeah, a little bit of run a little red pen through what, yeah. you've, uh, what yeah. you've written there. Any more stories before we go, Reedy? About it? Well, no, any anecdotes. Haven't got a fascinating I still anecdote. can't remember who that coach was I was talking about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll remember it by next week. I'll have something for you next week. <laughs> Is Jer- the Jerome Luai part of the equation, how important? important is that tonight? Oh, it's absolutely crucial that that left side click into gear for Penrith because that, that's their fallback. I mean, last week we just didn't see enough of it. We know that Parramatta have those issues down that right defensive edge. Um, and so hopefully, uh, you know, th- they've got to, they've got to win the battle in the middle. I mean, they've got to make sure that there's some momentum for them to play off the back of. Uh, but I just hope he just keeps it nice and simple tonight, plays what he sees, goes out there with confidence because he's a great player to watch. And unfortunately, you know, probably for the last six or seven weeks, uh, we just haven't haven't seen it from him, have we? So uh, I hope Ivan starts that left side. I hope Kikau goes out and, and, and starts. And with the confidence having Edwards at the back and Burton, who obviously on the back of Luai's form hasn't been able to do what he was doing earlier on in the season, they just click into gear. And if they do that, they'll be too hot to handle. What do you think? Uh, I reckon Penrith, uh, Parramatta are going to upset them. Oh, hello. I'm going to go for the upset. I think... Uh, they're in pretty good touch power. I think Mitch Moses is red hot. Uh, and I think Penrith's confidence is a bit down. So I reckon if Parramatta start well, I reckon they'll get him. Big Tony, mm-hmm. our, producer, big Tony our producer, who is wearing a Parramatta he face is, mask. Yeah. yeah. Which <laughs> he's loving it. Punch in the air. He's <laughs> loving life. <laughs> he's yeah. loving it. I said to him before, I said, mate, can, can you take that mask off? And he said, make me. <laughs> <laughs> Five seconds. Who wins, MG? Penrith. Penrith it is? 28-22. Oh, oh. Very, very specific. That's where we leave you, Triple M. Oh. Rocks the footy. <laughs> Comfort, technology, and design. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot, and strong. Install a Ream.